Welcome to the Why Not Podcast with me, Chrissy Hawkins. In a world where everybody always asks why, I'm here to ask, why not? I'll be breaking down the mindsets of guests as well as my own in a bit to find out what makes people say, why not? Hello guys and welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Chrissy Hawkins. We have a great episode today. Today I've got Maeve Kavanagh of Pretty Princess Fitness to on to talk to me about coaching, competing and life in Australia. So she's originally from Ireland and now she lives in lovely Perth. And I have to say, while doing this interview, I was very, very jealous of the sunlight. But that's a side note. And yeah, we're going to talk all about how she built up her online business, how she made the big leap from Ireland to Australia all on her own and how she finds competing, maybe misconceptions around that and misconceptions around building a business. So I hope you guys really enjoy today and I think it's going to be a great episode. So sit back, relax or walk and listen, as I say every time, all two times I've said it but enjoy the episode today. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Why Not podcast. Today I have Maeve Kavanagh or Pretty Princess Fitness on the podcast with me. We are going to chat all things uh, fitness mindset, starting your own business and moving to Australia. So welcome to the podcast Maeve. Thanks girl, it's been a long time, boot camp days. Yeah, that's pretty, oh god that was a long time ago. (laughs) Big change instead, anyway. Well, I'm still in Dublin, oh, you're not. Stop. Yeah. yeah, so we once worked together many moons ago, both when we were both starting, I think. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, Brand spanking new. Yeah. Yelling at women in gar halls, telling them to do squats and burpees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed a little bit since then, I think. So, Maeve, tell us a bit about yourself. I know about you. Um, okay, so I'm Maeve. I have my own online coaching business, um, Pretty Princess Fitness. I am from Ireland, from Louth, and I'm living over in Perth in Australia, just uh, about two and a half years now. So, yeah, that is me. <laughs> Short and sweet. Quick roundup. <laughs> um, so, how did you end up in Australia? So, I... Okay. Long story short, always wanted to move away, um, but I just kind of got so fed up waiting of different people to go with me, and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to be waiting forever, I'm going to be stuck at home, and I'm never going to go if I keep waiting for people, um, and I was actually meant to go a year before I did, but I got an opportunity to go back flying, so I said I'd do that for the year um, before heading off, and I just literally handed in my notice in June, packed my bags in July and flew off in the September on my own and did a, did a you know, little five-week trip around Asia as you have to do on your way to Australia um, and then landed in Perth and just, that was that. I just decided I was going to go and I did it. How quick was the turnaround when you decided you're just going to like go or was it like you were, you've been thinking yeah, about it for the year? And you I, just... Yeah, no, I... I had a show in the April and then I think I handed in my notice to work in uh, July or no sorry June and I finished the end of July had August to get my stuff together and then headed off on 
the beginning of September. Like a quick turnaround. Yeah, it's just um, done. I just was dying for the sun, yeah. <laughs> oh, fair, fair. Like, because, you know, we have so much sun over here in Ireland, especially in January. <laughs> oh, shit, it's February now. <laughs> this is what happens when you're in lockdown for a month. It's my you birthday, forgot. man. <laughs> I, I barely know what day it is now. <laughs> so, like, you, you went traveling all around age on your own, though, as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I went to Thailand. I went to visit my friend in Chiang Mai. Um, so that kind of eased my eased me into it. Um, and then I, where did I go from there? I went to Vietnam. Um, I went to uh, Cambodia, and I went to Bali. How did you find going all that on your own? Like, was it okay? Like- so I I love Thailand and I've been there before. I've been to Chiang Mai. I love it. Um, I would happily go there on my own again and spend a month there. Uh, Vietnam, not so much. Didn't like that. Just oh, didn't sit well with me. I ended up getting like robbed in the hostel and stuff. Oh, no. um, so Cambodia, oh my God, that took me by surprise. Like that really took me by surprise. And I only had three days because I kind of thought it was going to be a bit of a dump. Not going to lie. It yeah. was stunning and like it was just unreal it was even cheaper than Thailand and Vietnam like you oh it was just so so good and I only had three days there and I didn't realize like how far the cities were apart and I had to get like a an overnight bus and all of the oh it was oh mental but um yeah it was I was mad like I look back now and I'm like do you know what fair play to me for actually navigating around that like oh and I didn't know a soul um but yeah, it was just, it was actually really good. Like, I'm not going to be all like, oh, I went to find myself. I didn't. Like, I went traveling. I had a great time. I learned a lot. And then, yeah, went to Bali and traveled around there um, kind of internally to the different areas for about three weeks, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and that was lovely. So it's obviously a big fitness uh kind of fitness culture over there as well so um trained all the way through us and went to some really cool gyms along the way (laughs) ate really good food it was great yeah it's just even just the fact that you went on your own because like I like I wouldn't trust myself to navigate uh my way to second Wicklow without a (laughs) without a sat nav let alone trying to people thought I was mad yeah but like yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's because I worked as a as cabin crew for a while. So I was just yeah. kind of like, you know, used to kind of traveling, used to going off and doing my own thing. Um, but definitely like five weeks was a shock to the system for anyone. But um, it was great. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. Like it just shows, you know, you're if you want to do it, you can do it. Yeah, I think I think so many it. people put it off. Like you said, like you were waiting for someone to go with you before and you just went and did it. Whereas, yeah. And the great thing is that your days are your days. You do not have to get up at whatever time to go to whatever museum you have no interest in with whoever's with you. Like you completely write how the day and the week and the if you want to change, you know, hotels or you want to change locations last minute, you can do that. You can just get the bus to a different island or a boat to a different island and just, you just you do what you want. It's great. Yeah. That actually, yeah, you're, you're selling it to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> How did you find settling into Australia? I actually got really lucky. So I um, came over here. Gary was living here. We weren't together at the time, but obviously we got 
got back together when I got over here um, and I was so lucky when it came to um, finding like friends and, and different girls over here um, and it was all through Instagram um, I, I was chatting to girls on Insta who had followed me before I came over and met up with them for coffees when I came over and they were just the loveliest bunch um, so now we have like a squad and it's unreal um and then you know all of us kind of knew different people and then different people joined the squad and um yeah it's, it's I got so so lucky so yeah. lucky because I wasn't going to meet people out in a bar because <laughs> I'm never in them so uh yeah it, I, I just not that I landed on my feet but I, I got very lucky um and have a really good crew and did you did you reach out to them beforehand or were they onto you or how did it kind of work yeah yeah we were just onto each other on, on instagram like they were just girls who, um a couple of girls who had followed me before i came out here um and i kind of just been like oh let me know when you get here we'll, we'll go for a coffee you know catch up or whatever i know you're new like and you're on your own kind of thing and i was like sound um <laughs> so yeah that was that was a really nice uh that was a really nice thing to get from social media yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, I think people forget you can use it for those kind of things as well. Yeah. It's not all about posting photos about your lovely life is. Yeah. So how did you end up starting your online coaching business? Oh, yeah. So it wasn't a thing when I came over here. When I when I was traveling, I was doing it very much on the side. Like I had a handful of clients that I kind of was doing programs and stuff but I had no real like business set up or anything yeah. like that it was very casual um, and when I come over here I was working in labor hire Um, someone I actually worked with at home had you know set me up with a, a friend that had a business and stuff so I kind of you know I, I I had worked for the first few months and then we went back to Europe and when I got back here after that I actually only had a few months I think it was two or three months left on my working holiday visa so no one would touch me I was trying to get casual work with with agencies and just wouldn't place me because of my visa and stuff and it was just a disaster um and I just then was like okay it's this is a sign nearly you know you're just meant to you're meant to make it happen like and I had no other option only to make it work and to make it happen because I have no family I have no relatives I didn't have you know not that I couldn't ask someone could I stay with them but like I didn't have a friend that I'm friends with 10 years that's going to take me in if shit hit the fan you know yeah. um, so there I was back from Europe Gary's still at home sleeping on my friend's gaff on the floor and I was just like what do I do man so I ended up doing a business course the super strong business um with Phil, Gra- Phil Graham and that just really helped me um with the business side of things because obviously like you can be a great coach and not have a notion about how to run a business because no yeah. one ever shows you that stuff no one ever shows you so <laughs> you really have to figure that stuff out and it can take a long time to get it right if you yeah. don't have some kind of guidance so I did that and that actually really helped me um with all the background stuff and when I say that month of August like I remember it so vividly I was so stressed I got nosebleeds and I was like oh my god I'm not gonna get through this and I did. I came out the other side and I worked morning, noon and night and managed yeah. to get it off the ground. Um, and yeah, it was unreal. I, I, you know, I had that up and going. And then next thing, Corona hit. And I was like, oh no, I'm not surviving this. Like this is, I'm too new kind of. Yeah. And um, 
it I kind of was just like yeah you know you're gonna have to be a big online presence kind of thing you know well established to get through this and I didn't I just kept doing what I was doing I kept consistent I kept putting up content I kept providing a good service I kept trying to learn more I kept trying to do that so that's just showing me like if you're actually you know really work at it and really you know do the right things and do right by your clients and all that kind of stuff that you can even grow in a pandemic which was great so so it didn't actually affect your business negatively at all no I mean the first two weeks when it came in and everyone was a bit like Jesus what do I do and people obviously some people lost their jobs so I was I I lost a handful of clients but I gained more um because people after the initial kind of two-week phase where they realized this isn't going away and this isn't only going to be you know for two weeks I think everyone kind of like indulged a little bit you know binged on Netflix and stuff and then people started to realize like oh shit this is a slippery slope like I need to actually you know take care of things so it actually worked out really well for me um and a lot of the people that came on last year when COVID hit are still with me like which is unreal that's brilliant that's testament to your service as well like obviously you like they you are giving them a really good service and that's why they're staying with you I think I think that's so important though like you can't like the past year if I look at it like the amount that I've grown as a coach or as a business and stuff it's because you don't like you don't know everything when you're starting a business and I accepted that and I knew I had to keep learning and I had to keep investing and I had to keep doing all those things and I still do all of those things and I will continue to do all those things because it's just so important and that's how your business you know gets longevity and actually stays you know a business so yeah yeah <laughs> actually I feel like over here everyone's gone real like I know you guys have just gone into a kind of hopefully short five-day lockdown temporary lockdown yeah <laughs> where it's like we're like back into month two of our third one oh, I feel like everyone's just not bothered this time they've just like completely just it's it's um, definitely yeah like because I, I have a lot of Irish clients as well and it's mm. definitely noticeable say on check-ins or whatever yeah. the motivation is dipping um big time but I I think that's only natural after so long people Mm. are bound to find that really difficult and it's bound to you know get your head like even though we didn't have a bad lockdown here or a bad we COVID really didn't hit Perth very badly but even those few weeks like Jesus my head was a mess like yeah oh the first time I can only imagine like I can't yeah I, I can only imagine because we didn't have that here yeah I find it like to be fair the last when we started the last one I literally took I'd say about four days from when it ended and just kind of went off the rails with myself a little bit and then I just like right time to sort your shit out yeah (laughs) Um, yeah oh the news came yesterday and I went straight to BWF and I was like get me wine just I just need just this evening tomorrow I'll be fine I just need wine (laughs) that's basically what I did for a couple of days I was like yeah give me the wine yeah yeah um oh but yeah no it's definitely I feel like people are definitely a little bit uh I said fatigued by it at this understandable though and I honestly I am worried about the next epidemic I honestly think it's going to be a massive mental health epidemic when Mm -hmm. COVID is over and lockdown's over like that length of time um and that amount of restrictions like you you can't escape that um, you would have to be a very, very, very strong-willed person not to have that affect you in any way. 
Um, yeah. yeah, so be I interesting think, to see what happens. I think as well, people forget over here because I think they're all looking at the likes of yourself or, you know, we have plenty of everyone in Ireland, I think, knows someone who's in Australia. Like, I think it's like... <laughs> so they're all looking at looking at instagram and going oh my god like the weather's nice they're allowed out everything like that but they're forgetting as well like yourself like you haven't been able to go home and see your family and that'll affect you as well um oh massively yeah massively like so we've until yesterday we've had a very very normal life here for months Mm. we've had festivals i was at one like a week or two ago i had glitter on my face i danced on the beach it was amazing and the weather obviously it's summer in perth so it's you know up to 40 degrees some days you can go swimming you can go to the beach you can do all these things but that's all people see yeah so they don't realize like i haven't seen my friends or my family from home in two years and it's going to be another year before I'm allowed to go visit so in case people don't know Australia is locked down as in borders are shut there's no one coming in or out unless you have a an exemption like you have to apply for an exemption to the government and if I say hey I'm homesick I want to I want a hug from my ma can I go absolutely not like you're not coming back if you do that because yeah it's really hard I've never ever been a home bird I've never been homesick I tell you, it hit me hard this year. So yeah. it's like, I would imagine a lot of people are in that same boat because we all come over, we all see the crack and we all see like, oh, unreal, you know, like, and then when you can't go home, you're like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, as well, like yeah. you, you with the time difference as well, it's harder to, you know, yeah, it's hard to keep in touch. And then you feel bad and you're like, oh, I'm a shit friend. and But it's just... I, I yeah I was like oh you can't let that happen if you move it just does like it's yeah. just really hard to keep in contact with people yeah well, to be fair as well you couldn't uh, plan for a pandemic like it could be like I'll no. be back in two three weeks here and I'll see everyone no no I'll see yeah. them in, you know three years <laughs> oh like oh stop I'm sick I wanted to go home this time last year and uh, I was sitting there in January looking at flights and they were only about $900 return and I was like oh, oh I'll, I'll just go and I didn't because Gary was at the end of a prep and I was like, nah, I better stay. Yeah. Sick and sick. Like, <laughs> so that's on your head that you didn't go home when you could and you're just like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, like you will, you will get back. That's the only, yeah. we yeah. just have to keep looking forward to like things will be normal when we don't know, yeah. but it'll happen eventually. Exactly. exactly. So tell me about how you got into competing. How did I get into competing? Yeah, so actually, it was, I've always liked looking at it. And obviously, like, I followed people who did it. And um, I would have trained to look good, I suppose. Like, in my Mm. mind, I would like to train to look good or whatever. But it was never, uh, it wasn't really on my wavelength, as in for me to do. Like, I enjoyed looking at it. Um, And I just kind of had a perceived like stereotypical idea of what a prep was going to be like and what I was going to have to do and all this kind of stuff and I guess from following the right people and different people um like Amanda and Recalibrated Bodies um she was a big uh, influence for it um I just kind of learned that it, it can be done a lot more healthily um than you think like obviously getting down to that body fat is not fun and it's not sustainable but you don't have to go in and starve yourself on a thousand calories a day and eat chicken and rice and take steroids. Like that's 
not what you have to do yeah. to do a bikini <laughs> show whereas a lot of people think oh like that's what you do and I did think that as well um so kind of when I learned more about the process and followed the right people um I had just kind of gotten to a stage with my own training and nutrition and stuff that I've been doing it consistently for a few years um you know I was in the routine of training um and when it came to nutrition like I didn't drink I'd kind of given that up because I was doing boxing and I didn't want to drink before fights and stuff and then I just never went back on it and I was just at this stage where I'm like I don't think it's going to be a massive sacrifice for me lifestyle wise you know like some people might find it really difficult to oh you have to go and get your cardio done you have you can't go out for points at the weekend whereas it was just going to be like another level up for me taking it up a notch yeah um, and I really wanted to see what I could achieve like I wanted to see how good I could look I wanted to see how lean I could get I wanted to do all those things so I actually signed up with Amanda for that prep and uh, she was unreal and I learned a phenomenal about a phenomenal amount about me how everything worked like it was just it was a massive learning process for me and I think I have quite a different outlook on prep and competing and stuff than a lot of people do because I just wanted to learn so it was like I wasn't doing it to get super tanned and to just get shredded and to get the Instagram pictures like I genuinely loved the process and I loved learning like why we do certain things and Mm. why you know this works and maybe that didn't work and it was just really interesting to me um so I think kind of coming at it with that point of view and like not going I need to win gold to make this worth it was was a kind of a good approach um and then afterwards was actually a really good experience as well because I wanted to learn again what happens when you reverse properly and like what's this whole process yeah. and so yeah I just kind of I was a complete like student through the whole uh, process and I just loved it like I just loved it it was really hard and it wasn't enjoyable so I don't know how I say I loved it because I definitely (laughs) don't when I'm four weeks out and I'm just like I just want a pizza but uh I loved the amount that I learned and I loved um what I learned and kind of I just yeah I just it was something that I really enjoyed obviously because I wouldn't have done it again and that's yeah that's how I kind of fell into it did you think it was harder than you thought it was going to be oh absolutely yes yes a hundred percent a hundred percent because I had followed someone in particular who had a very easy prep I would have been similar training age similar builds very similar Mm. and I had to diet hard I had to cardio hard like I was definitely thinking it would be easier (laughs) than I thought like when I signed up for it but uh still I still had a good experience yeah um well obviously you've done it again since so that's always good yeah, <laughs> yeah good so like the minute I yeah the minute I arrived in Australia I was back on prep like I had a week and then I was prepping for an Aussie show so yeah that was do you think people do it for the wrong reasons a lot as well yeah absolutely absolutely like they see someone else do it and they think another big one is they think they're comp ready and I don't think people know what that is a lot of the time like mm. they, there's a, it's not just 
are you are you, are you able to stick to a diet of train like you need to have a massive amount of muscle build like I didn't have near enough muscle for my first show and I wasn't lean enough and I look back on pictures I'm like oh um but but you learn that like and but yeah. people go into it thinking especially girls like oh I've an unreal arse you don't there's a lot of fat there like and it turns to a pancake mine did the exact same um so I think people yeah like they can sometimes think they're a lot more advanced than they are I definitely yeah. did um and I think people do it for the glam and the like the vanity of it sometimes and mm. they think even like some coaches might do it because they think it's going to be good for um you know their business and stuff like that so there definitely are a lot of people that do it for the long reasons but there's definitely a lot of people that genuinely love the sport and are really good ambassadors for it yeah yeah um I think that is like when you said about coaches like it's like I'll do a show and I'll get clients then yeah you don't no No, I can tell you that now you don't (laughs) it's not good people love to double tap the pictures and that's it it doesn't get you clients because 99% of the population do not want to look like that they do not want to diet like that and they do not want to train like that so why would they come to you when they think that's what your coaching is going to be like it's also going to be quite intimidating can't it yeah yeah it is yeah I get so much more engagement when as, as in onboarding clients and stuff like that when I am not in the prep process I get a lot of eyes on me when I'm in the prep process but not Mm. that doesn't mean that you're going to get clients yeah yeah people love seeing when people like Instagram loves people being lean and Instagram loves shredded pictures that's just Instagram they do not transfer to clients no I think that's a lot of uh, something that coaches struggle with a lot content wise is yeah like say for instance girls love good air shot and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. You get the double taps, but it won't bring you yeah. business. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I remember years ago, probably when I was still doing the boot camps, I was mad for the, the bum selfies in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't catch me doing them now. But they, they just, yeah, they don't translate to people spending money. Yeah, they just, it doesn't work like that. Do you think as well when pts come into the business that they think it's going to be just like that overnight perfect sort yes i do i do i did pt briefly here i did at home it was fine um but i did pt briefly here and i failed miserably like i lost a lot of money um, and because i was stuck paying rent and i didn't have clients and it's something that i don't think pts realize like i think they think that they're going to go into a gym and they're just going to be handed clients that's not the way it works you have to be a salesperson number one doesn't matter if you're a great coach if you can't sell someone into your program doesn't matter because like yeah so i i think people think sometimes that they're they think they're gonna come in and, and start getting like a mental income and it just doesn't it doesn't work like that like you have to work hard to build a business unless you're employed directly maybe by a gym that you know you're teaching and you're doing PT and stuff but that's not a thing over here Um, and it's all contractor work so yeah I definitely do think people are a little bit naive getting into it and like the sheer volume of work it takes to get a business which it is it's not just you training someone like it is a business um and I think yeah yeah I think, see, I think you see a lot of people who come in as well and they're like I like gym so I'm good at that so I'll be a PT yeah. and then I'll make money and it's like it's it's a there's a lot more than just I'm good at training I'll yeah. be 
I'll train you. You'll be good at training. You'll give me money. You have to be a counselor. You have to be a salesperson. Like I had PT sessions before at home that I'd say 10 minutes was done working out and you know, the person's upset and you sit them down and all they want to do is talk to you. Like people don't, they don't realize that it's not just going in and tell someone to do some hip thrust. Like it is the whole a massive uh that's only the tip of the iceberg yeah that, that that's a big yeah. part of it <laughs> and even yeah. like checking in on them or you know how, how are your how are you set up with your systems like do you have clients like they have to come to you on a certain day to check in or like can they contact you anytime um so i'm fully online so all the check-ins are done online i use mm-hmm. a software um for that so all the programming all the check-ins all of that is on that but i I'm in contact, like I'm contactable every day. Um, so everyone has my WhatsApp um, and, you know, we chat daily, send me videos, check like form or, you know, ask questions about meals and all that kind of stuff. And then we also have a private Facebook page. So, yeah, or Facebook group, sorry. So any of the girls um, can, you know, do posts in there and we just like, you know, keep in touch and share stuff, um, even little like grocery finds and little random bits. So that's a really nice, uh, yeah, really nice little crew there as well. But yeah, it, it's important that like you're on call all of the time, technically. If, okay, you know, so you do, coach, you like, don't have a you, cutout you need point. To be reachable because yeah, if you're not, then why would like people like communication? That's a massive thing. Like when people come to me and they're like, oh, thanks for getting back so quickly. I'm like, yeah, but if I didn't, you would end up with another coach because that's how you ended up with me because your coach was taking two days to reply to check-ins and that was your coaching experience before. So why would I let that happen again? Like that's not, that's not the way I run this ship kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think people underestimate how important that part of things is as well. Do you find then it's harder for you to switch off? Are you always on then if you're kind oh, of- Oh my God. Yeah, I'm the worst. And like, because I just keep- going like if if there's check-ins on my laptop instead of going no it's six o'clock with the laptop away I'll still be there at like eight o'clock and Gary's like put it away and then I'm having my dinner and then I'm lying in bed I'm like oh my god I've got to do this and I've got to update that and oh my god this is what I have to do tomorrow so hard I yeah so hard takes me ages to get asleep I'm one of those people as well though I'd be like uh, okay right I'm gonna do this for an hour then I'm gonna take a break so no one need a break and then I'll be like yeah. at the hour I'll be like I'll just do two more <laughs> yeah. I'll just keep going <laughs> yeah do you not find, do you not think it's important for you to give yourself like time limits either though as well? It is. And that's, that takes a while to um, master. Now saying that, like mm-hmm. my two really busy days where I know I'm, I'm on a laptop all day and that I'll allow myself to work late are my two check-in days. So that's yeah. Thursdays and Fridays. I know they're really busy. And, you know, if I, if I work late, I work late, like it just has to get done. So I do try and lighten the workload lighter earlier in the week. Um, And then I, I used to work every day, like when I started out, because I just knew no better. Like I was like, oh, but I have to answer that email. I have to, you know, you don't because every other business has opening hours. Every other business has office hours. So I, now I can say, okay, I don't work in any situation on a Sunday well I try not to but like that is my (laughs) set full day off yeah that's I know I'm not opening the laptop to look at anything on a Sunday um and I kind of try to get all of my work done by lunchtime Saturday um so I have the books of two days off yeah and then like earlier in the week I guess 
like your workload fluctuates a little bit as an online coach because it depends if you have new clients coming on that week, like where they have to do, you know, loads of new plans on Monday, Tuesday, or mm. maybe if you don't and you don't have updates to do, maybe you can have an extra day off, but that there's no set. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any reason you pick Thursday and Friday as your check-in days or? I don't know. I think that's what I was used to doing my own check-in on, on the end of the week. So I kind of went with that. Yeah. Like yeah. I used to have it like when I started out, like when I was before I was traveling and stuff, and um, people could check in any day. And then I think with when I did the course and learning that you know it's really important to have systems and things streamlined and all that kind of stuff, then I was like, right, I'll set those days. Um yeah. yeah. I know that's just, just, just um, a random question, kind of like I was just interested to see your, yeah. if there was. I, don't know, I was just used to checking in at the at the end of the week. I know a lot of people do it on a Monday, and yeah. that is a good idea because people probably don't, you know, take the piss as much on weekends if they know they have to check in on a yeah. Monday. Um, so that is a good idea. I did run a challenge and I did do the check-ins on a Monday um, and they did work well as well. Oh, yeah. I think it is all though Friday. If you have to check in on a Friday, you're kind of like, so how's the weekend going to go? And they're like, oh, no, no, I'm going to be good, I swear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Scared them into it before the weekend starts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's one other question. Well. How did you find prepping while you were working on the on the airlines? Because that's when you first prepped, oh, wasn't it? Like that was yeah. so an that, extra challenge. Yeah, that was my first prep. Um, that was hard. <laughs> so I was not only cabin crew like it would have been fine if I was still in Aer Lingus and I was you know home every day I wasn't I was actually working for SAS which is the Scandinavian mm. airline um and so I was flying up to either Sweden uh Denmark or Norway every week um and I was away for six or seven days at a time um never less than five and mm. I was the bag lady and it just had to be like that like I think yeah. people are like oh I've that's madness or whatever but in my head it has to be done I was going to get it done you know so I mm. was bringing a lot of food with me I was bringing my oats I was bringing my protein powder I was bringing I would go to Aldi the day before and I'd stock up on a, a load of you know protein yogurt pots and uh, vacuum packed smoked salmon and stuff like that so I could just throw them in the hotel fridge when I got there and some days you might be in a different hotel every night in a different country every night and I had to pack it every day and bring it on the plane and mm. it was a lot of work I'm not gonna lie and like it was probably a good bit of money spent as well because if I was in a different city I'd have to go and, and find a gym and get a day pass yeah. and I, it had to be done do you know if the hotel gyms were really crappy I'd have to go elsewhere so look it was done uh, it was an experience and so now if someone says I don't have time or I can't do this I'm like bitch please <laughs> I was like mm, that excuse does not fly with me <laughs> I love that like bitch please yeah no oh no, yeah no. you definitely you definitely have the back reference to be like oh really now hmm. really yeah well I was doing cardio in the morning and a session and I had hotel buffet breakfasts to resist every day so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm taking on your shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd, I'd be like going up and I, I'd try to rob like six boiled eggs in a row and like take the yolk out and have my egg whites. And people were like, what is she doing with her six eggs? I'm like, <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, that's, it, you, you had a goal and you were going to get that yeah. goal. So that's exactly like, and I, I think I, that's what people don't realize. You have to do yeah. these things if you want to reach Yeah, them. you just have to. It wasn't, but again, 
I come back to it wasn't a massive lifestyle change for me or sacrifice. I was willing to do those things and I food prep at home and I, I didn't have the facilities to do it over there. So I had to bring a lot with me. So like, it wasn't like, if even if I wasn't prepping, I wouldn't have been sitting there eating pancakes every day for breakfast. Like I, it, yeah. I would have been eating well anyway. It was just another level of effort that had to go in. You yeah, know? I definitely would have been eating the pancakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh it was hard I can imagine <laughs> there this, oh there was this one hotel right and oh he made the best omelettes which was great but he also made this chocolate cake right and I was in the depths of prep and I was oh, like no. I just I I I really wanted it so I literally got this really sharp knife and I flicked off like the end of the you know the little triangle piece of yeah. the cake and I was like right flick it and it was literally just the taste and I was like okay Okay, I tasted it. It's amazing. I can move on now. Oh, the amount of self-control in that, like that is phenomenal. Oh. I would not like I would have tasted that square and then the rest of the cake would have been gone. <laughs> like the rest of the slice. Like, I probably would have just eaten one. Walk away, run. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't. If I start, I can't. Like I'm 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 an all trolleys, like I was surrounded by temptation. Like that's the thing. But if I was someone who ate a lot of junk and was tempted outside it or had binging tendencies outside of a prep then yes it would have been a lot harder yeah. but I didn't and I was at that stage where I was fine with being around those things do you know yeah so it wasn't like I was putting myself through torture saying oh my god I can't have anything out of that cart and I can't have anything at breakfast like I it was that was my lifestyle anyway I, I just took it to crazy and, bitch and level. Next level yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually what made you change from being air hostess to coaching that's a big career change it is and I love flying if if my coaching business went tits up tomorrow I would go back flying I loved it nothing yeah. nothing about the job made me leave but it was just I wanted to do this it wasn't that I didn't like flying um, mm. it's unreal lifestyle and it's like no other job in the world um, and I saw some incredible places that I would never have gone if I wasn't cabin crew, you know, like I'd yeah. open my windows and there'd be a, a Viking fjord outside and it was really cool. Like, you know, that it was is... just really cool. And, um, but at the end of the day, I knew I always wanted to have this and have my yeah. own um, business and be a coach and help people go through the kind of process I had gone through and yeah okay yeah no thank you you were going for the it was your career basically you wanted to be in yeah 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 okay one last question this is a thinky one so what is the best advice you've received in business or otherwise so best piece of advice you've ever received Jesus oh do you know what I'm just gonna go for a general one that a lot of people say but that the minute you think you're the smartest person in the room, you're not, you know, that, that whole yeah. thing. Um, it is so true because I think that me accepting and understanding that I didn't know all the answers and that I didn't know about every single topic and that I didn't know, uh, you know, a lot of stuff, it has, it pushed me and still pushes me to keep learning. And I yeah. think that is a massive a massive part of coaching like you have to do that um to survive so i think that has definitely been a massive driver for like business success and stuff like just keep learning keep investing 
Um, and yeah, you'll only get better. Your service will only get better. Your clients will stay. They'll refer yeah. you. Like it's only ever going to be beneficial. There's nothing more annoying than a know-it-all coach, is there? Or in general, I, know-it-all it, in general. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Or people, yeah, it really annoys me when I see people who just don't care and just don't learn and I just... Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it really annoys me. I'm like that. I love a good, I love like... I'm such a nerd like I nerd on silly things like I learn languages for fun like that's the kind of thing so <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on this one learning all the time is great crack yeah. like yeah and yeah exactly as you said it only makes your service better it makes like your clients better and it's not just not your clients better if clients stay with you it's not just in a sense to maintain your business it's for yourself as well you know you're oh, giving them the best like, like I want to know that I am a good coach and that yeah. I'm doing all I can to be a good coach like I don't want to just be oh, I'll, I'll do this, I'll milk it for as long as I can before mm. I need to learn something else. Like, I genuinely want to know about this stuff. So, yeah, like, I'm finishing Mac Uni now next month, and then I'm like, okay, what am I doing next? Like, I'm just like... Yeah, <laughs> I was actually looking it. into that recently. I was like, yeah, hmm. do it, do it. Yeah, I'm doing... Um, I'm just finishing off, like, my case studies for to finish my qualification in neuromuscular therapy. It's probably next on my list is something nutrition-y again. Or maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something that to do with training or biomechanics or something mm. next. Yeah, because I'm, I, I love nutrition and I love food and it's always been like I've always been like that. Even if it wasn't like health food, it, like yeah. I love baking and it's just always been in my life. So I'm like, no, you need to, you need to chill with the nutrition stuff um, and do some training. So that's yeah, I'm making it a rule. Next next course has to be got to do with training. <laughs> that that's my problem. See, I'm I'm really boring in a sense when it comes to food. I'm like really like it's fuel. Like I just I could eat the same thing for two weeks straight and not bad an eyelid. And I'm not the chef in my house. Peter is. Yeah. So the only reason I get good different food all the time is because he's interested in doing stuff. Like yeah. he'd get fed up with my stuff. Like I literally could eat eggs every day. That's the only reason. Like I know he's back in work. If he's back in work, whatever, I will eat them like through five days in a row and stuff like that. And he'll just be like, no, I don't I'm going to send you my recipe book after this. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably do it and then I'll be like uh that's hard it's not hard Chrissy <laughs> I think that is everything other than one last thing which will be tell us where we can find you Maeve oh yeah okay so I um Instagram is probably my most active um platform so it's just at pretty princess underscore fitness or pps coaching um yeah. and then yeah all my further info is there I'm linked to my website and stuff like that deadly so yeah if you are looking for it you will find her there and obviously as ever with me i am still found on instagram at chrissy h fitness and also on tiktok at chrissy h fit and we're going to get mave on tiktok now as well and she's going to be flying with all the dances and stuff watch this space <laughs> yeah exactly so thanks again for coming on mave thanks and, for having me great chat and thanks for listening everyone Thank you again for listening to Why Not. Please hit that subscribe button or leave a review. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, feel free to hit me up on social media.